0: Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, live here at Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Never pay over MSRP for new vehicles at Betty Chevrolet. The guys here will trade for anything. Also, will buy your vehicle as well. Over 150 vehicles in stock. com. Let me go to the phones, Irish Network's hotline. Hour number three is powered by Low T Center and com. And we've got Andy, Louisiana Vol, and Chip. I'm calling all y'all out so people know. If you ain't on, that means you dropped it. You were impatient. Just kidding. Andy, good morning.
1: Hey, Swain. How you doing? What's up, Andy? I'm good, man. How are you? And much. Just woke up a little bit ago. Um... And I tell you what, our section they uh, they really didn't throw nothing like on the Tennessee side. But um, where it is, well, most of most of the, the crowd didn't, started. huh? So what?
0: I said most of the uh, crowd didn't
1: it didn't throw anything. No, um, but I feel that it's going to get worse, and it's a good thing they didn't storm the field because. I feel if they don't fix the officiating pretty soon, things are going to get really bad because they're going to want to start trying to, you know, change it. Yep they they they'll address it,
0: or they'll see this again, and maybe someone does get hurt in the future.
1: I mean we're going to we're going to Alabama this Saturday, and if the officiating is worse like that again. What What comes to shove? What if fans ended up if say the rest do it even worse this coming Saturday? And Tennessee fans decide they want to do something about it and they storm the field or or do the same thing until something changes. You know they like you always say you've got to stand up for what's right. I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying some fans are gonna wanna try to do something about it. You know, with Ty yeah, Aaron uh, things alone. I think what do you think on that play? I think he he wasn't all the way down, was it? Didn't they strip just, the ball out? It
0: was a bad call. Terrible call. I thought the I thought the rest I thought the rest was poor. A bad call. Tennessee sh- should have been awarded the touchdown. It was a clear scoop and score. So, uh, Andy, man, get you some sleep, man. Get you some sleep, Andy. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Thanks for the phone call. Let's get to uh, Louisiana Vol. Louisiana Vol, Good morning. What's up,
2: baby? What's up? What's up? Man, y'all don't change my conversation and all these different calls. Oh. So, one thing for sure is Tennessee is disrespected in the national media, like y'all saying. That game should have been on ESPN, no doubt about it. It was one of the better games, like y'all said all last week, game of the week type game, which I know they do this week uh, two weeks in advance before they do that. But I just think if that game's on ESPN, you get some better officiating and things like that. Um, there, there's, there's no excuse for that of media, bad officiating. Right, no, and I understand that just whenever you on ESPN, you got different angles. Like, SEC Network don't have mm-hmm. all those different angles, right?
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I, mean, yeah, I would was...
2: assume on ESPN, we would have that angle where you could see a better call for the first down, which I don't think it was a first down. The spot was horrible, no doubt. But I think it should have been moved to the, at least go get the change to check it again. <laughs> um, my second point is I played a little uh, college ball. Over okay. here, Nichols State University in Thibodeau played DN. Yeah. Yes, sir. Those adjustments made in the second half on the D line as far as the stunts go. Um, in the first half you could see the DNs was kinda getting upfield, which you're supposed to do, and then mm-hmm. your defensive tackle flashes, he comes around, which man, <laughs> Byron Young does that amazing. The fact in the second half he started crashing in the middle. Faster than letting the DT, but the DTs were getting blown up. I think it was really more Ole Miss did their film because I'm telling you they destroyed our stunts for the most part. And if you watched a lot of the other games everybody has, they definitely would get to the quarterback more. I just think Ole Miss was ready for it. And it just goes to show, like y'all been saying, the whole time we don't have enough depth. Our DTs are tired and they can't make the guard and tackle take you where the DN comes around Scott Frieda. Blow those plays up like you want to. And third off, grab a rope, grab a tree, and hang that referee because it's horrible.
0: Ooh, strong, strong, strong reference there. Yeah, I mean um, that 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 officiating crew was, was bad, man. It was it was bad. I mean, there's there's no other way to to slice it. And, and I don't care if it's SEC Network, ESPN, Jefferson Pilot, you know those. Those players on both sides put their work in, and they deserve a fair game. And the referee's job, and um, the, the late great Rocky Rocky Good, longtime Tennessean, ref in the SEC, would come back and ref at our practices and do our scrimmages. He couldn't do Tennessee games because of his um, his allegiance to. I mean, he's ties to Tennessee. But I remember this like it was yesterday. He said, "The referee's job." Is number one to um, maintain a, a level playing field and to make sure that the rules are enforced for the safety of the players. Maintain a level playing field. I don't care what game it is, they deserve to have the game called fairly. And I'm not, I'm not saying that our caller did not, you know, don't, doesn't think that as well, but. Uh, Georgia Kentucky that was that was a game inside of the conference for sure you had two ranked teams one number one the other one number 11 but too much money for the SEC to be talking about well you know we we didn't have a crew to send a, send our best officials please please you got too much money too much money for this big issue let's get to um, Chip Chip good morning hey good morning guys uh What a game. Uh, What a weekend.
3: What a game. Uh, My goodness gracious. Um, I'll start with a positive. So, my first game, I think I was nine years old, was in the rain against Auburn. And that was my first time seeing or even knowing anything about running through the tee. Um, So, just judging by the pictures and some of the video that I saw, that that interest puts puts what I saw to shame. Like, I never thought it would get more chill. I mean, I can't imagine what that would have been like live to see that and to hear that that stadium rocking and that light show. I mean that that's that's awesome and you know that pretty much catapulted Tennessee best entrance college football. Nobody can come close. That's that's a fact. You can, that's not even subjective. I
0: mean that's just amazing. So, Chip, can I awesome. can I stop you? Can I stop you right quick and make a quick little point right quick, please, sure. sir? I, I think now we can we can stop with the just win football games whenever you have the administration want to do things to enhance the fan experience. That was an example of that, right? Like We've been to many football games in our years of Tennessee fans. We've seen Tennessee run through the tee, you know, hundreds of times. But Saturday, that was different, right? (laughs) Like, that was different. Well, that's what – this administration is trying to do with enhancing the fan experience. So let's shut up and understand that you can chew gum and walk at the same time. You can do both. You can try to win and also make it better. You don't have to just – oh, we're going to put – hey, janitors, don't clean up because winning is the most important thing. Or, hey, marketing people, don't put any graphics out because don't do it until we win football games. No, you do all of it, and then the players and the coaches – you give them the resources to go win football games. So that's an example of enhancing the fan experience and it was unbelievable, man. It was unbelievable. Sorry Chip, go ahead. Oh uh, no, absolutely. And then going along with
3: that, so more on the negative with, you know, with the recruits seeing that, you know, the, the recruits that actually came and saw that. Obviously, you know, that had to put something in them as far as, you know, a positive experience and things of that nature.
2: Mhm.
3: And then the things, you know, when the when the incidents happened, people started throwing stuff, how, you know, in your opinion, how do you think that will affect, you know, recruiting? Do you think that's going to be a, obviously I don't see how it could help, uh, but if it would put a big hindrance on it. And then my next question, okay. You guys have touched on it. That play, um, you know, that that the scoop and score that was called back. Okay. Obviously, um, Another caller brought up a great point that I didn't think about, the fact that, well, we, you know, even though that helped them, we did not score on that, that drive. However, we did pin them back. We got a safety and then turned around and scored again. So, you know, we came out with nine points after it. However, who knows? If, if, if that scoop and score counts, the trajectory of the game could have been different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's a, that was a really good point that he brought. But the play itself... I can't, I still can't wrap my head around why they would call forward progress. I I still, and I understand they're trying to protect the quarterback on, you know, they're they're trying to do a better job of protecting quarterbacks and stuff like that. But even in in that case, I cannot, I cannot sit there and say that there was any kind of forward progress. Am I wrong in that? It was very quick. They jumped on him. One was tackling, one stripped the ball. That is not forward progress. I, I, I have no idea how they can even do that. And I, that's why I feel that like I said, that get you know, that game was that game was stolen from us, I think. You know, just based on some of those things. I know we could have done a better job and certain drives and everything and and, and everything. I get that, but come on, man. I, I can't I just don't understand. Hey, and I'll, you, I'll, You're not uh, wrong in feeling that idea. way,
0: Chip. Hey, thank you, Chip. You're not wrong for feeling that way for sure. And you know, I when I went to go watch the broadcast and I heard Jordan Rogers mention player safety I was like, really? Really, Jordan? Really? Well, of course he's going to mention that. Re- really? He snapped the ball, didn't move, and as soon as he was contacted, a split second later, the ball comes out. Player safety? Really? Really? No, man. Referees wasn't ready. They were not ready, just like Matt Corral wasn't ready. Either that, or he tried to... Do a you know Statue of Liberty type of play, hide the ball behind his leg or something, and fake like he was handing handing it off to throw it. Either way, Tennessee defense was right there and ready. The the whistle was not blown at all. Referees were sprinting following the touchdown, scooping store. My question is, why didn't you? Why didn't you throw down the the beanbag? Because if I'm the head of referees, why? Why'd you even run down there then? You ran down there, you ran down there because you knew it was a fumble. If you knew it was a fumble, why didn't you throw your beanbag down? Because that's what you're supposed to do. So either way,
4: you ain't do your job. That's a strike. And either way, referees. And all those refs aren't running down to the end zone if, if they had called forward progress. Exactly.
0: Exactly. If y'all, called,
4: if y'all called forward progress, why did all of you all take off for the freaking end zone?
0: Exactly. Exactly. They
4: always come in and stop the play when they call forward progress.
0: Dude, the, the ref and the back judge right there, the two refs to, that are behind, you know, the line of scrimmage, the one that spots the ball and he runs out of the way real quick, and then, uh, the, the white hat ref, dude, they don't even, like, when this, blunt, when, this, when this forward progress has been stopped and it's dead, they don't even move. They don't run down and follow the ball. Right. But they ran because they thought it was a touchdown, too.
4: Yes, they did did not call forward progress until they were huddled up in the end zone well after Tennessee had celebrated the touchdown. That's when they called forward progress, and that's not how it's supposed to go.
0: Dude, on one time, we we was going to the south end zone, and it was a simple penalty call. Dude, it took them forever to spot the ball right. They, they had it on the left hash, and they moved it to the middle, and they finally got it right, moved it to the right hash, like just a simple spotting of a football after a penalty they had trouble with. all game. all right I'm going back to the phone man no you,
4: no surprise'm getting mad. No, no surprise that it was the officiating crew that forced the SEC to put out their last statement following a Saturday the, the last time. The SEC had to put out a statement about getting a call wrong. Was that same crew because of the the Mississippi State-Memphis game that we talked about on this show? You know how much you have to screw up for us to talk about a Mississippi State-Memphis football game on this show that Monday? It was that same officiating crew.
0: No surprise. Yep. Simple as that. All right, let's go back to the phones. Now I'm getting mad again. (sighs) Me too. Me too. Jay, good morning. Gotcha,
5: Swain. Good morning. Um, you know, look positives out of it. Danny White and his staff have done a terrific job with that stadium. Swain, that that atmosphere just looked amazing. Um, I think those those fireworks are awesome. The the running through the tee with the spotlight on it, all that stuff. That was just that was awesome. And uh, I've ne- I've never seen anything like that. And there, there there's no. There's no other place that can recreate that. You can only do that at Tennessee, um, in my opinion, that kind of atmosphere with those fans and everything. I thought Josh Heupel and and those players coached and played their rear end off. Um, uh, I'm, there's probably some things Josh Heupel would like to have back, play calling-wise, but overall, I mean, they played their rear end off. But, you know, a lot of fans or a lot of people are going to ridicule Tennessee fans. And the the fact of the matter is I there's one thing I hate hearing. Well, don't put yourself in a position to let the rest dictate the game. That is a simple minded and simple way of thinking. Because that's not how sports go, that's not how games go sometimes. Sometimes two teams are evenly matched and it's going to be a razor thin margin of error. Or sometimes a team is uh undermatched or overmatch, excuse me, and it's going to take everything they have to beat that other team. Kind of like when you're missing, kind of like when you're going to the game and you already have a paper-thin roster, and then you're missing like three of your starting offensive linemen, you're missing your best offensive player, you're missing one of your starting defensive linemen, you're missing your middle linebacker, kind of like what Tennessee was going through,
2: one of the Mm -hmm. scenarios, you know. Mm -hmm. And so a
5: ref can cost you the game. Mm-hmm. especially when it cost you a touchdown. We're not saying, well, we would have got that first down and then maybe we could have scored. No, you cost us a touchdown in a five-point football game, man. That yep. cost us the game. So, I, you know, I hate hearing that, well, don't put yourself in that position. Bro, that is, whoever thinks that way, that is not, that is a simple-minded view because sometimes games are on a razor's edge and a ref can absolutely cost you the game. Now, I understand there's human error, but, you know, that that's just ridiculous. So, uh, you could tell I'm still upset. I, I, I don't think I've ever been upset like this over a game. I, 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 that game probably took three years off my life. But uh, those boys and those coaches played and coached their hearts out. And they were doing it with, you know, I mean, we had a – think about this. We had a walk-on running back from Division three mariville College playing in that football game.
0: Yeah, yeah. at the same time as is, is a guy that hasn't played all year long, and Jackson Lampley is someone that's a former walk-on, and Dane Davis, and then and Ollie Lane, who's not played really at all since he's been here, and the reason why he's playing is because of injury as well. So, uh, I mean, you add that together, and that speaks to what Hypo and company are dealing with, and it's actually remarkable that they've been able to get as much as they've been getting uh, out of this um, – Out of this football team I want to highlight something Right quick Um, Sure There was times in the game I would watch us on offense And I was telling the gentleman That was sitting next to me I was counting them out I go look man There's five guys In the box for Ole Miss There's five guys in a box Three down linemen He had two linebackers It was literally Five guys in a box Let me ask you something Mm -hmm. How many Mm -hmm. offensive linemen Do we have Total me on, me, the, on, the, on the field at one time. How many? Five, how many we five, five, five. right? So if you, if you add Hendon Hooker, who is now a runner, can be a runner, and then you add the running back, which could be a blocker, dude, that's six versus five in your favor. Right. Jay, they were stopping our runs with five guys in the box.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: After Kay got hurt, after Jabari had to go out, and
4: without Tyon, yeah, like I'm, I'm sitting here, you're I'm already like without Cooper, already without Kingston Harris, Karon Calvert might be a starter, and he's he's not playing. And like
0: people over here talking about play calling, <laughs> yeah, play calling. Right.
4: What? Mm-hmm.
0: what play can you run? Exactly. What 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 play can you run exactly. when you can't block five? And you have an advantage over them,
5: Swan. You know what I thought about during that game is something you said. I swear to God, I thought about it. We couldn't block anybody, and I thought about what Philip Former said when, when when he told y'all, "It doesn't matter what play you run, as long as you know." Philip Coach Former would say, "As long as those big uglies up front take care of business, we can run any play we want to run, right?" And yeah. that's exactly what I thought about. I said, "It doesn't matter what will calls. We can't block anybody."
0: Yep. Hey, Jay, let me let me let me put it in perspective even more for you. Let me let me break it down a little bit more for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So when you see two safeties and you see an outside alignment by the uh, cornerbacks, you're thinking cover two. Well, cover twos mm-hmm. are put in place to stop deep threats. You have a safety covering one half of the field. He can kind of play over the top, help the corner. Well, that's four guys allocated towards the pass. You have seven for the run. Cover two with seven guys in the box is automatic run, 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 run. Like I want to run versus cover two, seven guys in a box. What I don't want to do is run with eight guys in a box, single safety, safety coming down. You don't have enough to block that. But seven, you should be able to run all day versus seven man fronts when a defense is playing cover two. They had five dudes in the box, and we couldn't run at -hmm. one point during the game because of the injuries and lack of depth. It's crazy. Dude? It's just crazy.
4: Now, and, uh, and it shows
5: to me, Swain, it shows, or sorry, Ben, but it, it, it shows what kind of coach and what kind of Hypo and this staff are and what kind of kids in terms of character and just competitiveness that we have on this team. To me, that, to me, this highlighted it more than anything. Uh, will still put up over 400 yards of offense and the, the kids played their rear ends off and, uh, to me, it just – and I'll just say this, and I'll get, and I'll get off here, guys, because I know you got other callers who want to get on. The refs have to be held accountable. You are costing these kids games. I know these yep. coaches are millionaires. They'll get over it. These kids are putting in time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears. They're in the weight room. They're on the practice field. They're in the study room. You cannot be this egregious. You cannot be this bad. I, I'm just – I'm so sick of seeing it. And, and, and Saturday night – was a powder keg waiting to explode. You had just the history with Wayne Kiffin and how people feel about him. You have all these bad calls. You have a coach that is clearly trying to slow down your offense with fake injuries. And then that that fourth down call was just it was just the I'm not condoning it, but it was just the fuse that just lit the lit the powder keg, man.
0: Yep, yep. Not condoning it, but we understand and that's 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 why you got what you got. Uh, thank you, Jay. Uh, let's get to uh, Martin Vol. Martin Vol, good morning.
7: Hey, what's up, Slane? Uh Good to finally talk to you, man. I was up school. You were up there, man. You gave me some good memories. Thank you.
0: Hey, man, thank you for calling, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey,
7: you know, I think this actually goes back further than this game because here's the deal about Tennessee fans. You know, you can say what you want about fans. We got long memories, all right? And so let's start right here because I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but perception is reality. Hey, man, we remember John Bulkerson getting hit in the face assaulting, Mm. having to go to the doctor's office. And what did the SEC commissioner do? Nothing. I mean, I've never seen a commissioner of any league allow a legitimate assault on the court, and that changed the direction of our season. Uh, We remember in the baseball season in Alabama, it's little stuff, but it all builds up over time. Remember, it's a checkbox. We remember Alabama getting away with murder to get into the baseball tournament. That's, That's little stuff, right? And then we see all that build up. We remember it now as an ACC crew. We kind of feel like we got raw a raw deal in that spot with Hooker. And hey, we took it, got nothing. And I don't know if Stanky could talk about any of that at all. But at the same time, we also remember when we look at the national media calling us petulant children and all this, and we're the worst. Yada yada yada. It all builds up, and then you got this plain kissing guy goading the fan base. Ooh, that's a difficult situation. But here's, here's where I think he nailed it this morning. And it's a fine line that Danny White's got to walk. And I really appreciate a lot that he's done right now. I really, really did. That game experience was amazing. I think he's definitely listening to the fans. But here's a point where he has to be really careful. Because he, he, he's right. You, there is no excuse for people doing, throwing what they threw out there. And that's dangerous. I hate what happened to the band and the cheerleaders. It, it made me upset that that happened. But he also has to finally stand up for this other crap because it's going to happen again.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
7: Hopefully, I, 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 I'm just being realistic, right? I'm just being realistic. When you get 100,000 fans that feel wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong again, I, I've always thought, I've had people come up to me, well, it's a conspiracy. there against it. That's not true. But perception is reality. I work in public relations. And those people perceive it, and it's like I can't really blame you, even though you're not really right. But they're, we're 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 in a game of tag right now, though, and we're clearly hit. That that's that's legitimate now. So I just want to offer that to see what your thoughts were, Ben, and just.
0: Hey man, thank you. thank you so much for for uh, the phone call there, Martin Ball. Like. Yeah, like Danny has an opportunity not only to stand up for for Tennessee fans, right, um, and and the officials and the uh, the officiating that's been an issue that was an issue Saturday and has been an issue um, for for years, but like his opportunity to stand up for all fans, <laughs> other other schools that I'm sure ads have. Looked at the officiating and said, "Come on, man, we got it. We 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 can't have this. Like what Danny White did and Chancellor Plowman did, is what they had to do. It's what you do in leadership. You cannot condone that. So stop, people, stop getting mad at the, you know, leadership for not celebrating guys and people throwing stuff on the field. Like really, come on now. <laughs> like like emotions aside, let's use our brains here. You can't have that." And you're dang sure ain't going to have a chancellor in the A.D. Condone it. And not say what they said. So don't get upset. They don't even make any sense why anybody would get upset at that. But here's an opportunity, though. Here's an opportunity to have a conversation. A real one. Not just some written statement. Not some hogwash written line. But really pushing for action. It's bigger than just Tennessee. It's bigger than Tennessee. We have sat here and you're right Martin Ball. You've named different incidents that's happened just to Tennessee. But what about other schools that have had poor officiating? Calls them games. And Jay said well he don't care about the coaches. They're millionaires. Coaches have gotten fired and kids of coaches have had to move and have their lives picked up and had to move somewhere else because they were fired over a game. And the referees influenced the outcome of that game. So this is, this is bigger than just Tennessee in some, in some water bottles and mustard bottles and a golf ball, even though it's serious and it's severe. But it's bigger. It's bigger. It really is. Um, I'm not deflecting. And I'm not saying that you know, we're not accountable because we were, we were wrong. It was wrong. D'arval. Good morning, man. It's good to see you over the weekend.
8: Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. That's probably one of my favorite trips to Knoxville, honestly. And, and got to meet uh T C in Athens and Big Orange Mac, two people I've been listening to on the show for years. So that was uh that was an awesome feeling. I wanted it to be known I did not throw anything. Um I don't my, believe my No, nah, I didn't now I almost threw a fist. Uh, we had a guy behind us acting the pool, he was Tennessee fan and he, he was trying to, uh, I don't know, he was trying to get a rouse out of the uh, Ole Miss fans in front of us after they, and you knew they weren't going to overturn that first down. I mean, you could see it coming a mile away, and uh, tried to charge down there, and it was on, but my call is going to be more positive, man. That in-game experience was phenomenal, and I know them checkering it being a night game, that, that helps, but I've been coming to games for about 15 years, man, and Danny White's doing something right in there. A lot of people tweet and you know they want to attack him, but I'll tell you something positive about it because I, I really, really enjoyed myself.
0: Hey man, it was, uh, it was, it was special, man. I mean, like the little orange, what was that the little orange line that went around the stadium? Like I That's was incredible. following it. <laughs> like like I was following like a like a cat man that would, would be in you know in a cage or something like I was following I was following it and then like the T opened up and it was dark and the lights hit that hit that power tee oh awesome. man yeah. it, I, I had chills man I had chills
8: I did, too man I had chills eyes water a little bit it, it was amazing in my uh, which I would have brought my kids this game but a friend of mine he brought his nine year old man and he said he was ecstatic he's hooked and that's the kind of stuff you look forward to. And part of why I got mad at that fan sitting behind me is because we had a kid like 10 years old and he was acting like that and he looked freaked out. There's no place for that, but it is a bunch of pent-up aggression. I mean, over the years, we've gotten screwed, and there's a reason that happened. You got crappy officiating, and saying he just wants to clutch his pearls He's probably got carpal tunnel and not do anything about it. He doesn't care.
0: Listen, I understand why he ain't going to say anything publicly about it, but he better start doing something... Uh, behind the scenes to fix it, or this is going this is going to happen again. I mean, I, I, you don't want to you know throw your own officials under the bus because now you know you'll you'll create a firestorm and an ant uh, uh, ant hill uh, or a, a mole uh, hill, and it will be the fans will be questioning every single call every single week. So you don't want to make this a public thing. But I think in all season internally, you need to truly revamp how. You send out officials, uh, you know, officiating crews. Make sure that you go out and get the best. Think about hiring full-time employees because, listen, man, we're about to add in Texas, Oklahoma. We're about to create this super conference. You you will have the money. You know, we can't be having poor officiating. So, uh, I'm not expecting Sankey to, to say, hey, yeah, we know our refs suck tonight. I don't expect that. But I do expect some change in the offseason because I know it can't be changed during the season. Uh, because you got a limited amount of crews. Now that crew needs to work less. Send a send butt to the conference USA or something. But uh, I, I want to see action. I want to see action in the off season from the SEC. That's what I want to see for sure. A6525503, uh, and uh, something I love seeing, especially when I'm on the road, is the official UT license plate. It's orange, it's checkerboard, got the power T on it, uh, and it is available. At your county clerk offices across the state of Tennessee, $15 of your $35 or dollar annual specialty plate fee will go to support student scholarships. So talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu. So ask for the KA plate, which stands for Knoxville Alumni. 865-255-03. Let's try to get back to the phones here. The Iris Networks hotline. Brad. Good morning, Brad. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you?
9: I'm great. Hey, uh, We were talking about the um, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey was going to look into uh, things they can do to prevent kind of what happened Saturday. But I've I've not heard anybody talk about this, but Ole Ole Miss started the week off by talking some stuff, putting stuff, you know, the chess versus checker stuff, and Lane Kiffin is pretty much, you know, doing what he does best is, you know, kind of fan of the flames and and stuff like that. But the SEC office doesn't do anything about that. And then we get into the game, and we get in situations where we got bad officiating, and we get points taken off the board, and the fans in the stadium are frustrated, and you you have what happened Saturday night. So... And what gets me is is the people on the Ole Miss' side is kind of taken aback and acting like they're all appalled and, uh, at the behavior. But they're the ones that kind of started the fire. And the SEC office didn't do anything to kind of, you know, throw water on it, basically is what I'm saying. is, Do you see anything about the, the SEC office kind of uh, telling people to kind of cool it on their Twitter accounts and try not to get stuff uh, started during game weeks?
0: Uh, Brad, I just, I just, I just don't think that it's worth doing that. I mean, I just, I think, uh, I, honestly, I like it. I like the the back and forth on Twitter. I think it's, I think it's good for, um, you know, I think it's good for the game. To be honest, I think Lane um, has been has been good for uh, college football. I mean, he's not your, you know, sticking the booty type of coach. Uh, he has personality. I, I mean, I actually think you know, it's is good. I don't think what happens Saturday with the things thrown on the football field. Um, we can go and point to, you know, what Lane Kiffin and tweeted or Ole Miss account tweeted. Because we see accounts, official accounts throw shade all the time after a game when they win. Uh it's it's one of the best things about late Saturday and Sundays we get a chance to go see some of the, the, the official accounts. Um uh, so I'm probably not gonna be uh, on your side on that one, Brad. I, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I look talking? at. I mean, I look at, I look, and, and I've heard the reports about Ole Miss. You know, uh, fans throwing stuff in the stands, um, but it still doesn't. Again, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you throw stuff on the field. Like, both can be wrong. Both are wrong. So I'm not going to sit here and deflect and go, well, he did it. He hit me first. Well, but that doesn't mean you have to respond. And it'd be one thing if you're throwing stuff back at them. <laughs> like, throw it back at the Ole Miss fans, but those things are thrown on the field. So, it's, for me, it's just, not, it's just not an excuse. Like, I can I can mention poor officiating. I can mention also that we were wrong in the same breath because both are true. So I'm not going to sit here and blame you know, Ole Miss fans. I'm not gonna blame you know Lane Kiffin's tweets. I just like I respect your stance, Brad, and um, I just I'm just not there with you on that one. I'm not there. Let's get to uh, Rodney and Austell and then, and then Trent. So yeah, appreciate the phone call, Brad, and thank you for sharing sharing your opinion, man. We just we just gonna we just on two different uh, planes on that one, man. Let's get to uh, Rodney. Rodney, what's up, man?
10: Good good morning, uh, fam. uh I What's was up, man? Mobile? Man, my voice is gone, uh, and I didn't go to the game. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Uh, um, you know, all the things I'm hearing y'all talk about is is, is facts, right? About the core officiating, uh, all the people we down to, the water boys playing, um, and we still had a chance to win the game. Sure did. And I don't understand in my mind uh where um you can walk off the field with three seconds to go. Dude. That kid would never play for me in his life. I helped him to the transfer portal. I mean, I had a Florida fan on the phone, I had a Georgia fan on the phone, and I'm telling him, We're gonna win this game. We winning this game right here. Hike the ball them fumble around in the backfield and then run off the damn sideline and smile. It's like, oh yeah, you didn't get sacked, but dummy, you didn't throw it to the end zone. The whole, it's just like, I can't believe that.
0: It's the worst play this year, college football.
10: I'm like, that locker room, oh my God, could you imagine that happening with Al Wilson in the in the locker
0: room Oh oh yeah Oh Man, yeah it it would be just, it would be an ugly scene
10: They talking about throwing stuff in the field we'd have been throwing stuff in the locker room Oh yeah They I just I just don't understand not knowing what's on the line the time what you have to do I never thought about running out of bounds. Just don't take it back, but don't run out of bounds.
0: Throw it up to give us a chance. Josh Harper talks about strain, right? Roger, strain, strain, strain. Roger, that was that was not it. And if I'm in the locker room, man, I'm looking at you sideways. I'm looking at you sideways. So that dynamic, man, I'm telling you, that's going to be something to watch. I mean, how do you how do you how do you put seven out there if Henry Hooker can't can't go? I'll be surprised if he goes this week, and I'm hopeful that you know he's not hurt for the year. But how do you put seven out there? And what's so disappointing is the man—the dude—got so much talent. Oh my gosh! I haven't seen a quarterback this talented in a long time. There's not five dudes in the league. They can throw it the way Joe Milton can throw it, with that arm strength. But in between the ears, it's like, yo, are you right out of bounds. And I'm, I'm really trying not to rip on and, and dog on my players out. Man, you got to have some recognition. And your players on your team are looking at you sideways, as they should. As they should. Man, get you some Earl Grey tea, some honey, and some lemon, Rodney. Rodney lost his voice. He didn't even go to the game. He was sitting there yelling at the TV and lost his voice. My goodness. Let's see if we can get uh, Trent in here. But but first, first, got to share with you guys my low-tea center uh, because they are the go-to For men's health, exclusively uh, for men, and now they offer monitored self inject at home testosterone treatments providing convenience for you in this time of of busyness. So they send the treatments right to your home. Professionals walk you through how to uh, administer um, your treatments. It's real simple, it's real easy, but it first starts with the comprehensive health assessment. You go in, get your levels checked. It's really quick. It's really easy and are really important. So that way, you know, all the numbers that are important to your health low T center and low Uh, five locations here in Tennessee, two in Nashville, Chattanooga. Uh, there's one tri cities. There's one right here in Knoxville. Um, let's keep it going. I guess we'll have to go a little overtime today, Ben, huh? (laughs) Which is all good. Let's get to a Trent. Trent. Good morning.
11: Hey, good morning. Um, I love your show. Um, I like it, but I just want to have a question to ask. Um, yes, sir. That um, you had mentioned about the, with the whole scoop and score play, and mm-hmm. I was watching the game, and I was thinking, like, you know, the play was blown up, and I thought he was trying to run a fake, and mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't, I just didn't get that, and for them to take the touchdown away, um, and it's just bad that the SEC. Refereeing is just not is it's just not good, and I just feel like that they just need to have a whole clean slate of new referees because, I mean, they cannot continue to do such bad calls like that. And you know, um, like I said, Knoxville was a powder keg this past weekend. I mean, with the atmosphere and everything, and you know, it's just it the game was just taken away from those kids. Those kids really worked hard, and um, you know, and for for. For officiating to, to 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 dictate a game like that, it's just it's just disgraceful. It
0: really is. It just really is a spot on, man. Ten, ten, you know, the SEC, the SEC is a luxury vehicle, and we think we can put regular gas into it, and this thing is going to last without the engine blowing up or being on the side of the road. We've been putting out this piss-poor product of officials for the last couple of years, and it hasn't been a big deal at first, but it's becoming a big deal. This is, it's becoming a big deal. You've got to invest in your product because your product is not the product if you have poor officiating, when you have blatant calls being missed and then you have no explanation. There's no explanation for the scoop score. You have referees running like it's a touchdown. No beanbag dropped on a fumble. No whistle blown. Got to be one or the other. Got to be one or the other. When you have a basketball player run into a defender, it has to be a block or a charge, Ben. It got to be one. It ain't nothing. It's a block or a charge. Which one is It when it's nothing, that's when you have questions. Are y'all even watching? Are y'all paying attention? It has to be something. in Birmingham is next. Vol Birmingham, good morning. Morning guys. How are y'all? What's up? What's up? What's
6: up? Nothing much, man. Thanks for going a little over to get my phone call this morning. I appreciate that. Absolutely. But uh um, you know, there's so much to talk about. Uh poor Joe Mil- Milton. Um golly, man. Mm, mm, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I mean mm. pretty much you're gonna if uh if Hinden can't go this week, you're definitely going to see. Uh, um, wow, H- HB. Yes, HB. Yes, I mean, you, I mean, you got to. I mean, the locker room is going to probably push you to make that decision. Uh, <clears throat> but on these refs, I mean, aren't they making decent money to work ten weeks out of the year? Uh, at right now, currently, as a part-time job. I'm sure, like, I'm sure. That, I'm sure I they. I'm sure they are. I think it's like sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. From I mean, nah. from just a quick Google search. I mean, to work ten weeks—that's not bad money to to do what they do. But it um, needs to be, it it needs be less. less. Oh yeah. Oh oh. I mean, they're they're yeah. They're definitely putting out a less product on the field. But uh, in my opinion, the easiest way to fix it would be to make them full time for one, and then. After each game, just like they make the coaches and the players get up there on stage and take questions from the media, they should make the refs do that. And once they become full-time, then they can make them do that. And then when they have to answer questions for calls that they made on the field, this will get fixed in an instant. But the problem is, is that they get to make these calls, and then they get to hide behind a wall and not take any questions, not answer to you know, what they've done. And so it's never going to get fixed. If you can do something and then go hide, then the issue is never going to get fixed. And I don't care what Greg Sankey says about, oh, well, you know, there's consequences. But they still do it week in and week out. And it's not just our game. It's games across the SEC. And we should have the best of the best because we have literally the best of the best. So there shouldn't be an A team, a B team, a C team, a D team. I mean, no matter what ref team that they send to you should be the A team. Because yep. you, you have enough money to make sure that that happens. So if they're not an A-team, then get rid of them and go find somebody else. Because I guarantee you there are plenty of good refs across the country that want to be in the SEC for the money alone.
0: Yep, got to figure it out. You got to figure it out, man. The transparency idea, I, I love the idea. I don't know how realistic it is. But even like even if you don't make it like that, Hey man, you you blowing calls out here? We we are docking your pay. We are docking your pay for this stuff. Like it has to be some type of accountability. I don't know if there if there is any. I don't know how much there is, if any, because we're seeing it week in and week out. Volla Birmingham, you're right. You're right, man. You're right. Ben's over there getting fidgety, man. He want to watch some Pittsburgh. Steeler highlights from last night. So let's let's hurry up and get the Volstrom, get him out of here so he can watch Pittsburgh Steeler highlights. Let's get the Volstrom. Volstrom, good morning. Nobody cares about his Pittsburgh
12: highlights. Man, what, what's wrong with you, man? Well, this You're, is what happens when you give your all for Tennessee. You over, you acting like old
0: Miss players right now. You yeah, ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs>
12: <laughs> no, I'm not out there taunting anybody. So no, I'm
0: not I'm like an old Miss player. But on, uh, let me I, let me, tell, I, you, let me I mean, tell you this. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you this, yeah. man. It was good to meet. It was good to meet your 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 wife. Good to see your daughter again. Uh, officially meet the redhead. So I just want to let you know That's that. that right. was cool. That's Right, yeah. you
12: got to meet the redhead. No, yeah. I knew that. I knew that had to be Corey Miller was the coach over there. Was getting those old Miss players back because I sat in the north end zone. So I got to see that up close and personal.
0: It's good, man.
12: But, um, you know, when you have a hostage situation, do you send your worst negotiator in?
0: No, he ain't supposed to unless you want some casualties.
12: So, given the fact that this was the first night game at Nealon, that it was Kiffin, with everything, all the factors weighed in, why do you send in your worst officiating crew?
0: Yep. They lost control of the game. I mean, and I, I'm making another they basketball. They lost control of like,
12: everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make another basketball reference, but like in the first five minutes of the game, the referees in a basketball game they set the tone. So you're yep. supposed to adjust to the to the to how physical the referees are gonna let you play. So they're gonna call hand fouls, things like that. You know, okay, we can't do that this game. Also, like if it's two teams like Duke, North Carolina playing, and it's a rivalry game, like you gotta like you gotta stop all the in between trash talking, like you got to nip it in the bud now, call early text, because you have to control it. If you don't, you're looking at a potential fight breaking out later in the game or someone getting hurt. So referees didn't control it at the beginning with, with good calls, and they allowed it to fester and fester and fester, and that's what you got what you got, which, again, was bad, and there's no excuse for it.
12: No, and, and frankly, you know, with the... With everything that went on in game you know it's it 's no wonder what happened happened yeah. i mean when you when you 've got when you' got bad calls you 've got a hostile crowd i mean it's it 's a wonder this hasn 't happened in other places, but you know of course it happens in Tennessee, and the national media wants to blow it up, which i don 't care what they do so but um I will say that in all my years of going to a Tennessee game, that was the best fan experience I've ever seen. The White show, you know, just everything involved with that. Danny White is really doing a good job. I love how um, um, Spencer got his uh, got his due for Jager Nealon. And it's it was just, it made me proud to be a Tennessee fan. Guys, before I go, I uh, will say uh, you can't say that the uh, Tennessee fans won't fight for this team. See you, boys.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right, Volstorm. A uh, quick programming note. Uh, tomorrow we'll have on Josh Pate uh, at Lake Kick Josh. Does some work there with CBS. He's been doing a really good job um, covering the SEC. And you know, we've had some listeners right Um, Let us know that they want, they want Josh Pate on the show. <laughs> so we're making it happen tomorrow. Uh, to talk about the weekend and uh, the SEC and all this all this stuff going on so we're gonna bring on uh, someone that's been doing a really good job and look forward to having having him on so that is confirmed and booked for for tomorrow um, If you miss any part of the show go back and check out the podcast you know Ben gets it up real 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 quick uh, phrasing A6525503 is always our number here. And we'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m., live here at Bay Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Over 150 vehicles in stock. Here soon, it might be 149, because we need some more room over here in the Swain, Mobile. Lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Beatty Chevrolet will trade for anything. They will even buy your vehicle without trading. So, Bay Chevrolet, your go-to home of the warranty for life. Their website, again, BettyChevrolet.com. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. I hope you have a great, great Monday. Be back tomorrow, Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. Peace and love.